ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back. And now some of the coolest people you've ever seen, Max, Joe, Kevin, and Trent. Here we go. There it is. Back with That's the second about. hour of the Conservative Daily Podcast, <laughs> sponsored by Air Medicare Network. Are you an Air Medicare Network member yet? If you're not, you should. Air Medicare Network <laughs> is the premier company providing insurance just in case you need to be airlifted you know should an emergency is. strike. If you live in a rural area, if you spend a lot of time outdoors, this is the kind of coverage you absolutely must have. For $85 for one year, less if you're a senior citizen, less per year if you buy them in three or five year increments, you, your spouse, your entire household will be covered should disaster strike and you need to be airlifted. Money's not the, the, the most important thing when you need to reach the hospital, but afterwards, it matters a lot. Had pe- we've had people call into the show, message us that they had to be airlifted, cost them twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Don't let that be you. Go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And if you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. Again, that's www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. So, Kevin, I want to get your impression of this. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is a graph of from the U.S. Census Bureau and the National Center for Health Statistics. And in blue, you see medium, median household income by racial group in America. And in, gra- in, in gray, you see the percent of babies born to that racial group to unwed mothers. What you, what you can see here is that People in America who tend to wait until they're in a long committed relationship or wait until they're married to have children tend to have higher median incomes than people who don't. And to me, I mean, when you look at this, this doesn't look like it's a race thing. This looks like like it's a decision making thing. And, and not ever you don't have to have a, a mother and a father to grow up in this country. It certainly does help in a lot of ways. But I want to get your take on this because. This to me just seems so stark that it just it doesn't seem like a race issue. It, it, when you look at it, because they like to claim people, Democrats like to claim that the reason that African-Americans make half as much or, or almost half as much as white people is because white people are deliberately paying them less. Right. That it's, it's racism. It's some kind of attack because of their skin color. When obviously this is just one variable. There's other variables at play. But it, it just seems very obvious that this isn't a race issue when you explain it like this. What, what's your take on this? Well I, well, I don't think it's a race issue at all. I mean, but I think it just tells one part of the story. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people in this country, black Americans, that don't have children very early. You know, so I don't even trust statistics anymore unless I'm doing them. But at the end of the day, it's not a race issue whatsoever. I mean, there's a serious problems with broken homes in our community based on the democratic public policies that have impacted those communities for decades. You know, a lack of father in the home, a lack of a deeper understanding of why, what it means to abstain and wait to have a family, wait to have a husband, wait to build a community. We've gotten away from that because we've sold ourselves, you know, to that, that narrative. And it's not racist at all. I don't, but I don't believe it at all. Not at all. I don't think it's racist either. In fact, this has come up on our tour many times. Yeah. We're coming on 20 years. We're nearly half. We've been over 40 percent for close to 20 years. B- uh, babies born to unwed mothers. That, that mm. at the core is what we really need to address. Max, I don't disagree with you that you you can't have a good upbringing without a mother and a father. But that's the way God intended for it, it to helps. be, and that's the way everybody gets a leg up. And they're growing up and learning these life skills is when you have a mother and a father. 
That that at the core to me yeah. is really what's going on. That's right. And we should be, and we should be encouraging that. We should be encouraging family that they have a husband and a wife, teaching them how to live together and build their family. Those statistics might be true, but I think there's an opportunity to look at those statistics and come up with a bigger strategy to build family. That's critical. Well, there's three things. There, yep. There's three things that people, regardless of what color your skin is, there are three things that if you do, you you are almost guaranteed not to live in poverty. The three things, you graduate high school, you wait to have children until you're married or in a very long-term committed relationship, and you get a job. If you do those three things, your odds of, of being in the lower class, being in po living in poverty, almost disappear. Now, it's not doesn't completely disappear, right? Because there, there are people that, that do all the three of those things and they still end up living, um, living the paycheck to paycheck, right? But if you do those three things, your odds of, of being among the poorest in our country almost completely go away. Well, well, black Americans are, are poor in this country for a lot of different reasons. I mean, unless we have to address that from a public policy perspective. You know, that's the social com construct that you're talking about. But from an economic construct, you know, you know you're talking about 20, I think it's 2053, black Americans won't have any income whatsoever. They'll be wiped out. That's, that's statistically true. So, you know, from an economic perspective, every time we want to deal with that issue, we're back to race. Every time we want to deal with that issue, we're back to those kinds of statistics. We have to get to the core issue of what's going to change those communities, and what we have to do is kick those bums out that are running them. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about the failed government at the local level that every day is trading off those people, building their own wealth, and abandoning those people, and talking about the real issues that are affecting those communities. That's the issue. Look, education is not an economic equalizer. I'm sorry. You know, ownership. Is. But it's not education anymore. Right, it's right. indoctrination. Indoctrination. So, true. you know, when people say if you get a better education, that changes your life, that's not true. Statistically, it's not true. But well, we statistically, need to be if you graduate yeah. from high school, not, not even just looking at college or master's degree or PhDs, I get you there. <clears throat> statistically, people who graduate from high school and don't drop out are much better off in life and they, they have a much higher likelihood of avoiding poverty. Well, one, you, one of the. Well, that, that's, say, I, don't, I don't consider that, that education. No, 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 no I, I consider important. that initiative. Yeah. Because people who have the initiative to go ahead and finish school. Uh, it, it speaks to what their work ethic is going to be when they get out of school. So I think those two things are tied together. The other part of it is you look at the secondary education, it's really just teaching people to be conformist, yeah. conform to what it is that we think is important for you. It does not teach individualism, which is what makes progress and pushes us to the next level. No thought leadership. I was going to show you something that showed free thinker, but you won't let me show it. Can no, you, you can't show it. <laughs> and Josh but got I got to tell you, but it's a good discussion. I mean, see, these are the kinds of discussions that we should be open to having. Right. You know, if somebody puts out statistics, we should try to break it down and try to get to a deeper understanding of why those things are happening. But but they'll turn it into race. They'll say, you know, a black high school dropout makes less than a white high school dropout. Statistically, they say that's true. They say that education is not an equalizer. You can have a master's degree, a PhD, and make less than a white. Why is it looked at it that way? Why can't we say, why aren't those people that are successful, that have paved the, paved the way and built a new life, why can't they have the opportunity based on white and black? See, you see, those statistics, that's race baiting too. But they might be factual, but how do we get past that? Well, we, we have to use statistics at some, at some no, level. No, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that, but yeah, when yeah, you use yeah. it, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, we posted this on our Facebook page a while ago, and I, I, I think it's hilarious because it shows how when you are a Democrat, 
everything is racist. Everything's racist. No matter what side of the coin you lands up, it's racist. No matter what side of the aisle you fall on, it's racist. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is the Democrat playbook for what, how you call a white person a racist. If a white person moves out of a neighborhood, it's white flight because you're moving out of the inner cities. White flight is racism because you don't want to live around black people. If a white person moves into the inner city, it's gentrification. Dude, I love this. I love it too. Right? If, if, a, <laughs> white, if a white to person, <sighs> if a white person sees color, then they're racist because they see color. If the white person says they don't see color, then they're ignoring racism and that makes them racist. If a white person doesn't participate in another person's culture, then they're not inclusive. That's racist. But if they do engage in the culture, that's cultural appropriation. They're also racist. You know what we call that? Where I come from? <laughs> Maximum sophisticated confusion. Yeah. Yeah. It's chaos. It's chaos. <laughs> so, Kevin. Please send that to me, Max. Kevin, you've been yeah. preaching for nearly three weeks, and you just did it here again today, that we have to get beyond black Americans, white Americans, and yet it's so ingrained in us, I don't honestly know how we move to that next level. Because we just we can't even have this discussion without evolving back into that. Yeah, it takes a while because we're so indoctrinated. But if we stop it right now and we start to like they're building a program to call everybody racist. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to build a program and say we're all human and we're not going to subscribe to that and call the bad people the bad people. I mean, there's some bad people. Let's call them what they are. Just bad people. You know, but look at my neighborhoods right in America. We're not talking about black on black crime. We're not talking about black people running those cities and their schools are still failing. We're not saying that these black mayors should take responsible for the triple double and uh, triple unemployment in their communities or the, the, or the destructive infrastructure that's evolving in those cities. I mean, what the hell are you talking about here? Well, well, why, wait a minute. Why are we talking about that? It's not convenient. Truth of course is not it's convenient. not. Look, so I want to bring this up because it's, it's really important. I'm going to grab some of these rewards. I love when Max does that. I'm like, I'm gonna grab some lemons oh, you, myself. Oh, you're, you're you're getting you're taking. Heck you're yeah, taking? I grab a couple of lemons. Hey everyone, <laughs> no, you shouldn't take the lemons. They're giving us ice cream and lemons. Oh, I had to grab at least one lemon. You Did I miss take... some ice cream? Where's the ice cream? Because <laughs> I want Rocky lemon. Road. Right. Joe's in Joe's in there snagging the lemons that we're giving to our. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah, the order. I didn't get any today. Oh, you didn't get any. No. Because Max made one 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 single lemon is one point two cents, and Joe's in there like, give it to me. Lemon, lemon, lemon. <laughs> that means I got thirteen cents. I'm in good shape. <laughs> All right, so so I want to I, I want to address something really quick because this weekend I was invited to the LPR uh, leadership program program of the Rockies. Met a lot of people. Had a lot of people that walked up to me and said, "Hey, Joe, I just want to thank you for what you're doing." That by itself was was uh, reassuring. But while I was there, many of you saw the video that I put out on on Friday night. I was pretty disenfranchised. I, I went to the dinner, Trey Gowdy and Tim Scott spoke. And the speaker before it was great, and he talked about how our education system has become a job farm for adults, not an education center for our children. And that they're indoctrinating our kids and, and creating a political environment that allows them not to be able to thrive in that environment. But when Trey Gowdy got up, he started speaking about the fact that we lost these elections, we didn't have a really good, we didn't have a good message while taking credit for what the Republicans have done. If you don't know who Trey Gowdy is, he was a uh, congressman from South, South Carolina. And, but as he started speaking, he was a person that decided to deny that there was any election fraud that happened in our country in 2020. And, and I was disgusted by him. I was disgusted by Trey Gowdy, disgusted by him. And so I was being a little bit more loud 
because he was talking about decorum. We got to have decorum. First, he talked about Lauren Boebert. Oh, it's great to meet her. Oh, by the way, we need to have decorum. But how do you have decorum? What I said is, how do you have decorum with a group of people that have an entire foundation based on a lie that destroys the foundation of our society and spits on and desecrates the sacrifice it made for hundreds of years to make the country what it is today? But that, and then it got followed up by Tim Scott. You got 750 people in the, in the room. Tim Scott gets up there and said, we lost the election for president by 100,000 votes. And I was like, wait, what? I go, Trump won. I actually said, I said, Trump won. But went down this path about talking about the, the, talking about how the Republicans had, had created all this great success for minorities over the last four years that Trump was in office. But Republicans didn't do that. See, President Trump stood up and created all of these different programs himself. He didn't have GOP support. He didn't have Democrat support. They were too busy calling him a racist while he's actually improving environments for minorities across the country. And I, guess what? The minorities responded to that. Uh, I mean, well, black yeah. Americans, I don't use those yeah. words. I'm and then the Dominion just, voting just, system went yeah. ahead and took it away from them with Smartmatic and ESNS and all these voting systems were designed to let these radical agendas of the communists and, and Marxists become more mainstream in our society. It was like a sleeper cell. Hey, look, anybody who denies... A, a rigged election, they're involved. Yeah, absolutely. It's that simple. I agree. If but you deny all, it, you're involved. They're all compromised. And so I did this video feeling I feel betrayed. I feel betrayed because who do we turn to? Mm -hmm. And it's got to get to the point where we start talking about these, you know, when they say racism, when they say take the vaccine, they're giving vaccine to kids with a point zero 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 six percent likelihood that you'll die from the vaccine. Right? Yeah. I, I, more, more, less kids died. Of, of COVID that could fit in this room, in this studio. But now Across they, the but now well, they Joe, are dying. Yeah. So, well, Joe, answer me this. The complaint is that the vaccine isn't tested, isn't fully approved. It's, it's not a vaccine. No, no vaccine, no vaccine, no medication that could possibly be for people of all ages can be fully approved without at least having some testing with children. Yeah. So... So I understand what you're saying, children. but, 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 but you know, when I hear when I hear from one side that we we don't want to take that, the vaccine because it's not fully tested, and then I hear no. the same people criticizing that they don't like the testing, you cannot have a, a, a approved no, not emergency no, authorization, no, but you cannot have no. an approved vaccine. So, but why, without no, 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 wait, 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 wait. So wait we're testing. We're now admitting we're testing <laughs> wait, on wait, our wait, children. Wait one minute. No, but this biologic was this biologic was never tested. There was never been ever been a vaccine that eradicated COVID viruses, ever, right? This is an experimental biologic. So that means that our children will be the guinea pigs. You have to look at the VAERS report. Hold on for a second. Cause see, see, this is where we get in a trick. This is where people try but to where, sound logical. Where, but when are we allowed to test it? Because I understand- Well, you test it on animals. It, it, you don't it, test it on people. This is not a trial. Or, like, every every not, vaccine, you have to go through no, human trials no, in order yeah, to be- but no, 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 no. So if, no, if the concern is that it, it, jumped the, it jumped the animal no. trials- No, that's, it's not. I, I understand no, that concern. But you have to have human trials at some point in the no, process. No, 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 no. A vaccine, but now they're testing pass. it on kids. A vaccine's yes, a typical seven to twelve year process in research. No, do you understand on the market you, without emergency authorization, without going through some child no. testing? Wait, you have can to, we can we stop for to. a second? Can we stop for a second and say this? All right. If less than point zero 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 six percent of children under the age of eighteen are dying yeah. 
which is almost non-existent, then where's the emergency and why do we need a vaccine? Well, th there's tons of medications out there that are designed to fix a problem that a, a fraction of a fraction of a percent of the country suffers from. We can't let that be the guiding influence on deciding whether or not we- We don't even we, know if we, we, we actually died of COVID You're gonna let me finish. No, that's not the point. If we're changing the topic, you're gonna let me finish. Right now, I can pull out any book and I can find any number of medications that have been fully approved to treat the rarest of diseases that we have. Now, you could say, well, it only kills a fraction of a fraction percent, which, yeah, that's true. That's true with COVID. But that doesn't mean but it isn't worthwhile to at least study. Not... Now, if you're talking about mandatory vaccinations, that's where I jump off the train. No one should be forced to put anything in their body they don't want. But if we're go saying that, that it's not worth even pursuing... It's because not. It's not worth pursuing in this case. Absolutely how can you say not. That? It is experimental biologic. That? It's not a vaccine. So this is what I'm trying every, to say. You're trying to build. You're so trying to build become, logic around a weak a argument. It's not a vaccine. When does it become it a vaccine? A, well, it's never going to be one. It's never. It is not. So a, when does it, it stop is being not an a vaccine? Biologic. You're sending a mixed message. You're confusing this. It is biologic. You're the one, it is you're, you're the no, one talking saying, about you're using terms you're trying to that rationalize this. Let, let Kevin finish. No, you you're finish. trying, no, you're ahead, trying to rationalize ahead. this. This is not a traditional vaccine. This is an experimental yeah, biologic. Right. It's not. No, okay, so when it's does it stop? When does it stop? When, when does it stop when? being an experimental biologic? No, it should never. It should have never been on the market. complaining about the experimentation. It should have never been on the market. It should have never been allowed. Well, this is, this is not a so, vaccine. You see, you're, you're, you're talking in a traditional way saying, oh, it's like, no, what they would do, it normally takes 10 to 12 years, 10 to 12 years of animal testing yeah. before it even goes to a human. This happened in one year. Okay, this so is an experimental we, 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 biologic. It's not a vaccine. Yeah, so at what point do you... At, at there what is point, no point. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. No, you're missing the point. There have been other vaccines, other medications that have skipped <laughs> animal trials. This is true. They have skipped animal trials because the need was significant enough. We can disagree with whether the need is significant enough here, but we can't just sit here and say that every vaccine, every medication Who said has that? always got I, I didn't say that. Did I say that? But no. you're, you're saying that, say that, that it goes no. 10 to No, I did years. not say that. You're saying I said this is, not a, this is not a vaccine. Not. This has not gone through the, the experimental trials that it should have gone. And when it did, all of the ferrets that they tested it on died. Died. Right. There well, was no. no they, this, but, wait a minute, though. You, if, if you want to get healthy in this country, this is what I mean. We got to change this discussion. If you want to get healthy in this country, you have to work on building your immune system. If, if, if something is 99%, 99.9% 9 recoverable, you don't need that. If something has an 0.1, 0.3 mortality rate, you don't need that. They're pushing this experimental you, biologic. If, on, They're experimenting finish. on human. We are the human trials. It has never yeah. been done before. Now, what you're really saying is if I have cancer, I have informed consent. I can then say, oh, I'll take the trial. What they're doing is they're trying to make it mandatory for you to take an experimental I'm biologic. Off. I'm off and that train. I'm off that train. Okay. All right. I, I want nothing to do with that. Okay. I want nothing to do with that. But, but right now, Kevin, I can go under my sink and I can give you any number of, of concoctions that will kill mice but won't kill you and I. Right. So just because it something kills a mouse doesn't mean that it's going to necessarily kill humans. Vitamin right? D Not kills mice. Yes, yeah, but, so, but so the, the that, that's where I have a problem with it. And if we say that there wasn't enough experimentation, yeah, I, I can agree with that. But what I also hear from people, the same people who say there wasn't experimentation, I'm not putting words in your mouth, Kevin. I got you, but What I, I also you, hear from those you. same people is there's not enough experimentation. And then the minute that any kind of trial or experimentation is announced, they, they complain about that. No, no, so, no. Nobody will complain. If this went through the, if this went through the trials that it normally does, right, we would be having a different conversation. But here it is. This is elder abuse. Elder, elderly people will be dying. 
Young kids that are they taking are this experimental biologic are dying. Now, this is unethical. Anytime any groups of people die, 10,000, 5,000, 20,000, 3,000, 1,000, this should be halted. More, more people are dying of the vaccine under the age of mm -hmm. 18 than they are of getting the virus and dying of the virus. Correct. That's absolutely correct. By, so, by so, a, but I understand where, your point. Where are the statistics for that? Oh, okay. All where you got to do is go on VAERS. Oh, let me get it. Let me, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a so, minute. So no, because I am I'm someone who, argue I'm vaccinated. On this, Okay. Well, no, I, I, I want to so, know the statistics because so my, urban when, last time I looked, Alliance the average age, the average age was 78 of passing away after getting vaccinated. No, no, no. What I said, let me, let me repeat myself again. More people are dying under the age of 18, are dying as a result of getting the vaccine than they are of dying of the virus itself. Just got this. But VAERS doesn't Every, track. Wait, I wanna, I'm going to show you what's, what's happening here it, to this country. And this is why nobody pay, I mean, look. Every Friday, VAERS makes public all vaccine injury reports received as of a yeah. specific, specified date, usually about a week prior to the release data. Today's data show that between December the 14th, 2020, and May 28th, a total of 294,801 total adverse events were reported to VAERS, and they're underreporting, including VAERS, including 5,165 deaths, an increase of 759 over, pre, over the previous week, there were 25,359 serious injuries reported, up to 3,822 compared with last week. This week's data for 12 to 17-year-olds show 4,740 total adverse events, including 117 rated as serious and four reported deaths among 12 to 17-year-olds. The youngest deaths reported included two 15-year-olds, VAERS ID 11879, 18, and 124. 2573, a 16-year-old VAERS ID 1225942, and more than and more one seventy-year-old died, right? There are other reported deaths and children under 17 that could not be confirmed or contain obvious areas. 635 reports of anaphylaxis among 12 to 17. 12 to 17 year olds with 97% of cases attributed to Pfizer vaccine, 2% to Moderna, and 0.31% or two cases of J&J. You have to understand what I'm saying to you. We're being experimented on. It is an experimental uh, biologic. They are but, now- but Here's the problem. Here's the problem. VAERS does not report the number of people killed by a vaccine. What VAERS reports are the number of people who died after they got a shot. No, this is true. Wait a minute. Like, we don't know. I, 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 you I just want to share number. personally. You just read me a serial number on two kids. No, no, we don't know if that kid was you're in the hospital attention. with leukemia. We don't know. No, we no, know no. Yet. You're talking about underlying. No, no. You're talking about underlying conditions. All right, so, so let me let, uh, go ahead. I, I, I just want to put this in a different context because it's my life. And I've had one million animals under my daily care in my, at my age of 54. There's been one million animals I provided daily care for in my lifetime. In 1995, we had a massive abortion outbreak. We didn't know what it was called at that time. Abortion, by the way, in my sows. And so at that time, we called it mystery swine disease. Well, it turns out to be porcine reproductive and respiratory syndrome, which is a virus. All right. So today there was a vaccine that was developed that producers have been using. But you know what happened? And that, that vaccine was developed through proper protocols, and a guy named Hank Wilson is a master at Iowa State of making these things happen and getting to them quickly. But today, 
whatever 1995 to 2021 is, there are 89 different strains of porcine reproductive and respiratory syndrome, which we call PERS. So what happens is every time we get a, a vaccine strain that fixes the one we had, it mutates into another one. And so what we're learning is that we have to manage the population to protect the, the exposure of the virus, but we also have to, first and foremost, build the immune system so that when they are exposed, they can deal with that. And I think there's a tremendous education on this for everything that we're talking about today. If you're living your life and you're building your immune system first and you're paying attention to mitochondrial health, the disease challenges that you come in contact with, you'll be able to deal with. That's why there's a we study that, that documents that farmers who breathe animal manure on a daily basis are five times less, less likely to contract any disease, including cancer, because what Joe just said, you build your immune system. We have all of these people living in a sterile bubble, and they want to wipe their hands with sterilizer every point in time they possibly can. You yeah. are susceptible to anything you come in contact with if you don't build your immune system. That's true. My name is in VAERS. My name, I submitted to VAERS. I got a oh, bad reaction wow, to a tetanus wow. shot when I was wow. in high school. Sorry and I had that. rashes break up all over my legs. I don't get the tetanus shot anymore. If I step on a nail, I'm just going to have to go to the hospital, right? But I'm in there as an adverse reaction to the tetanus vaccine. I'm also in there with people who got the tetanus shot and died because they had an anaphylactic response. Anaphylactic. That happens with everything. There's not a single thing on this planet that if someone puts it in, it, that won't kill someone, right? People can die by having too much oxygen. They can die by drinking too much water. Mm. Every single substance on this planet will kill someone and they'll have an anaphylactic reaction to it. The problem with the data you just read, Kevin, <clears throat> is adverse reactions can be as simple as a bump on someone's arm that lasted a day. Oh, you're not, you're not, adverse wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold, hold, no, wait no, a minute. no, 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 down to that. What I'm saying data. to you is this. This is a big issue in this country. Right now, at this second, this experimental biologic is going to be destructive to our children, destructive to our seniors, destructive to women, and destructive to all of us because we don't understand what it is. It is not what they say it is, and they know it, and that's why this whole thing was concocted under the, the Fauci and Gates plan of action, right, to be able to do mass, produ mass producing of vaccines. That's it. Because we don't need it. There was no need for it. No. There was none. Yeah. So, so here's, here's what well, I need you to know about Kevin, and, and maybe I should have been more clear. So Kevin is at the head of uh, Urban Global Health Alliance, and he works on vaccine injured and vaccination issues in minority communities across the nation. He, he talks to this. He's very educated, very well-versed. I've never met anyone that has been able to give me more information on not just this uh, DRNA thing that they built out for COVID. mRNA. But, uh, I'm sorry. mRNA. mRNA. Sorry. Um, but not just that, but also just vaccines in general and what they've done to well, the black the, community. Well, the black it's community has been a risk. Listen, our bodies have been turned over to the white coats for the last 50 to 100 years, and you've seen the damage. Yeah. You know, look at the yeah. chronic illness in our community. It's not because they're just unhealthy. Look at autism. Look they're at not autism. even talking about it. I mean, where I'm at, I think it's... Uh, we there is not a single we, we spread of evidence connecting vaccines with autism. Are you kidding me? Oh, my man, you must be kidding. Hey, listen, I can't. There is not. Are you kidding me? There is not. Are you kidding me? There is not. You're out of your league right now. Oh, man. You are. No, I am. 
go ahead. We can play. We can play back the episode we did a year ago, where I laid out every who, single shred who, of it. What was there on that show with you? Connection. Who was on that show with There's you? There's not connection. Who was on that show with you? Show me. Show who me was the data on, that I'm has asking you. Who talked. was on that show with you? Was it you it was reading a book? You and Joe, well, you know and, I, and I well, disagree with him. Then, you know what? What we need to do so we can move on with this show. What you need to do is this: we need to do another show, and yeah. I'm going to bring every logical, brilliant person on the planet Earth that disputes everything he says. Yeah. And I'm going to send you go for it data. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going look, to send I, you data. You've sent that, me so much stuff, and I've read it, and I'm I am red pilled, and and I I'm not I'm not anti-vax. I've taken vaccines. Well, they got it. But but I'm. But I'm anti-vax, meaning you're not putting another vaccine in my body. Matter of fact, I went to go to the doctor, and he goes, well, you have a tetanus shot this, dude. And I was like, no, I don't. And he goes, no, you have to take te tetanus. I go, te tetanus has been nearly eradicated. I'm not taking a tetanus shot. When well, we you doing, need to take a when we doing the show? You just say when. Okay. I'm flying, <laughs> so, I'm flying back when. here to do the show. Yeah. Okay. I didn't come prepared to talk about that today, but I'm coming back. Yeah. I'm giving you the yeah. date. Okay, I'm back in Denver next week. Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. You're, I'll figure you're welcome it out. to come back. I'll, I know, but I'll like, buy it. if we're if we're gonna talk about this, we can't just throw out like. Well, wait a minute, man. Like, we oh, wasn't prepared to have this conversation. Autism. Wait a minute, I know. man. We're supposed to be talking about Fauci's emails. <laughs> well, I know, but you brought it up. I didn't bring it up. You brought it up. So now I'm going to come back and I'm going to dispute everything you said. Well, wait a minute. Don't Fauci's emails put every single thing we've been told in the medical community at risk for the last hundred years? And question they do. You can't honestly read those Fauci emails and think we've been getting good information when it comes to medical advice. That's true. And particularly dietary advice. That does not automatically discount anything any doctor has ever said, right? Fauci can be a liar without vaccines causing autism, right? But listen, I mean, it's this, this is the problem. My, my turn yep. to talk. My turn to talk. The, the, the thing that, that, I'm, that I think that everyone needs to actually just settle into is that we can't trust the government. You can't make a decision that they're trustworthy in one place and they're not in another. You can't make a decision that they stand up and they want to protect the community when they time and time again have proven two things. One, they have a bloodthirst for more of our money. They're making us more enslaved and more share of a sharecropper on their land, right? That's number one. Number two, they have a pattern of habit of doing things to hurt Americans across the board, no matter what part of the government we're talking about. And so the, the knowledge of what vaccines could or could not do, you can't search the internet if you use Google and find it because Google's made it impossible to find it. You can't go out there in the medical community and say that, that they've figured it out and they're doing things that are good for us when every pharmaceutical company out there, the biggest pharmaceutical companies, we'll start there, are all felons. They've all done things to hurt Americans. And so, so I've gotten to the point where I have to say to myself, I, I have a... I have an immune system, and you're not putting any of that crap in my body. Mm -hmm. You're not putting it in my body, not because maybe there's not a doctor out there that came up with good information, and maybe there is a vaccine out there at some point that was good, but there's too much evidence to show that I don't matter to these people, that, that you become a number, you become someone that they can do anything to. And that is the issue that, as people, we've got to deal with. They, they have to reconcile that. And our government is not, is not run by people who have any sort of ethics. They don't have any value. Look. And if they did, they wouldn't have destroyed our education system. They wouldn't have made it an indoctrination camps. They wouldn't have an open border, which leaves tens of thousands, if not millions of people, subject to uh, sex crimes against women and children and illegal uh, organ harvesting. And you can say it's not happening, but they don't have a name. 
So all of that stuff is being done by our government. Wait a minute. I wanted to tell you this. I am the co-producer of a documentary called yeah. Medical Racism. Go on medicalracism.org and watch it. Medicalracism.org and watch it. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, look, we're, we're not all going to be right. We're not going to be right. We're, even if we think we're right, we have to be open to the fact that there might be a narrative that we're not willing to understand. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell okay. you something that's really wrong. I have personal friends that are medical doctors that have been fired for saving their patients' lives because they use ivermectin instead of the drug that the hospital well, that, system told true. them to use. Yeah. What, what could be that's worse? True. That's true. The, the challenge with all of this is vaccine <laughs> hesitancy as a whole is a product of vaccines doing the jobs that they were intended to do. We, we can sit here and have a what? conversation, Kevin, and vaccine you can disagree. So you know what vaccine hesitancy is? Vaccine hesitancy. Vaccine hesitancy. I just let Joe talk and I let Kevin talk and I let Trent talk. I went around the horn and now we're back to me. You're using Big Farmer's word. We'll come back. Hold on. We'll circle back. We went around the horn. Now we're back to me. Kevin, you have the luxury of, of, of disagreeing and, and, and call it vaccine as you, whatever you want to call it. You have the luxury of being against vaccine XYZ because we live in a society where the diseases that those vaccines were created to eradicate are no longer running rampant through society, right? I mean, we, not too long ago, we can walk through cemeteries and I can show you entire families that were wiped out by the very vaccines that eradicated those diseases, right? I'm not talking about smallpox. I mean, smallpox was a big deal. Smallpox is gone now, right? But you start talking about other things, other, other diseases that literally would go through and kill every single child in the family. Whooping cough kills all the kids in the family, right? We've eradicated those diseases. So if you were to go back 100 years and have a conversation with people and being like, oh, you shouldn't get the shot. Well, yeah. Can the shot cause anaphylaxis? Yes, it can. Can the shots cause adverse reactions? Yes, it can. Can, can it cause death? Yes, absolutely. Anything you inject in your body can kill you, depending on your immune system, depending on your, your allergies, whatever. Right. But if you were to go back 100 years and say, oh, you shouldn't take the vaccine. Those people just want to not lose their kids. You're illogical. The next time the, the that, that's illogical what you're saying. That's, that's not illogical. where I'm coming from no. at all, Max. I, I don't let this be called a vaccine because what you just described are vaccines that were developed. I know. You're talking about vaccines for whooping cough, polio, that were developed according to the protocols and proven to be effective. That did not happen here, and that's the difference. Look, black boys who get to MMR before the age of three were 3.36 times more likely to be diagnosed with autism. That's killing my black kids. That's saying that those black boys, right, we won't have black men. You see my black men being locked up. That's another plan yeah. to kill black boys. So when you say— What's the date that, range? What are you saying? What's the date range? What's, what's the date range on that? Oh, what's the date range of this? Yeah, of from this. That's, that's now. That's yeah. yeah. now. What are you talking about? It's now. Okay. It's now. That's well, happening. Just, that's not a, this is not something since, from 1956. This since is now. Since 2000. Since 2000. Yeah, 2000. Okay. I mean, it, we, and you know, and everybody knows as a black American, my biology is different than, than his. And they've been shooting our kids up with double doses of the MMR. Has a negative impact on me as a black young man. I'm a black young man. I'm a black old man, but black young boys. You know, so this is a serious issue. I, it, listen, it, actually, I appreciate you spending this much time on it anyway. But, but anyway, Kevin, it comes back to it, our biology is different. Our right. genomics are different. 
but still you have to take responsibility for what you put in your body. You do not allow some government to mandate what goes in your body, and you decide what your lifestyle is. If you take care of all of that and take self-responsibility, you keep everything at bay. That's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you look at when you look at MMR, 140,000 people in a given year mm -hmm. will die from measles. 140,000, right? So if we lived in a complete bubble where we didn't have anyone coming in or out of the country, then sure, right? But this is a real disease that kills a lot of people and, and, and it ruins lives. The people who survive it usually aren't which, 100%. Which, which disease are you talking about? Measles, measles. Well, when, was, when was there a serious measles outbreak in this country? Because we eradicated measles. You eradicated through the vaccine right. program. You did. <laughs> they had they had an event. They they had a, they had a band. They celebrated in the early two thousands. We eradicated it. It came back because we have open borders. You, we eradicated so, measles uh, in this country. We agree so on the open borders. So we eradicated in our country. Okay, so let, let, the, the open border problem does create more that is an issue. access to diseases, right? That's one of the things. Mm -hmm. It also creates access to you know more drugs trafficking across people trafficking across it. Um, criminal activity that, that comes in the country and kills, you know, citizens. All of that is true. I think I think the the idea and thing that I want to push to that everyone understands is that at least let the information get out there and let people make an informed consent on what they put in their body or not put in their body. Give them a choice. Our entire life has been built on choice. Our entire country has been built on choice. It's been built on the freedom that comes from having access to that information. But what, what Trent said earlier is they stopped the ability for people to give out ivermectin, which was a prophylactic, just like HCQ, which they said wasn't going to work. Now it does work. And that treatment was denied to hundreds of thousands of people that resulted in the death of people that could have been saved had they been given access to that prophylactic. And, and, and all for what? And, and this is the part where I have trouble with. Why are doctors not being given the opportunity to practice medicine and help their patients? It's not happening. You have a government structure which then swoops in, lies again based on political bias, because they don't, they don't want President Trump to be, to be correct. They swoop in, and now all of a sudden we're dealing with hundreds of thousands of people that die because that's what they predicted would happen. They wanted that to happen. They wanted that to happen. It was mass murder. That's what it was. 100%. It was mass murder. And you know what? This the vaccine narrative has gotten so confused. Yeah. This is an experimental biologic. That's what it is. Let's keep it right there. Let's stop talking about it. Is this a, it's of a vaccine. It's not. And, you know, I'm glad we had this conversation. But, you know, we got to do better because let's call it what it is. Yeah. You know? I, I'll tell you what, Joe. I was just honored for you to join us yesterday on stage. Yeah. The uh, Arise USA Tour was incredible. I do have a little bit of a mixed emotion about you joining us because before you, Kevin was telling everybody I was his best friend. And, and yesterday he said, we can all be here's best Joe, friends. my best friend. No, you can't have two best friends. So, you, can. you know, it's a double-edged sword. You were a uh, contribution was out of this world, but I don't know what's going on here now. Well, we, we, you have one coming up. The, you have, you have another, um, you're, no, it's in. It, sorry, it's in, it's in we do New Mexico. It, we yeah. do it every day. Moriarty, New Mexico, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Springerville, Arizona, on Thursday. Uh, Golden Valley, Arizona, on Friday. Yeah. So you're going to run with us all week. Thank you. Joe. Yeah. And I we're going to. By the way, we're going to put all of this out. We're going to put it out on email. We'll put it out on on the website. So we'll get access to the um, the entire schedule. Make sure that people in their in their different areas can can hook up with the event. Awesome. There. Listen. There's so much to be, to, to, there's so much to this tour 
and the amount of information you get from it, but also the ability to understand that we haven't lost our country. We, we will lose our country if we don't stand up. But the entire message behind the Arise USA tour is not hopium. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pathway. It's a pathway to getting our country back. It's a pathway to say you're not alone. It's a pathway to enact a, the ability for you as you stand next to your neighbors to say we can stand together. We become the 1776 moment. We become the people that can save our country. If you wait for the government to do it, or you wait for me to stand up individually, or Kevin to stand up, or Trent to stand up, or Max, or anyone to stand up, you're, you're going to fail. We have to learn up to stand up together and to be unselfish in the sacrifice that's necessary in order to take back our country from these radical terrorists. Mm. Uh, we haven't done what that well, Kevin, as Joe just did in like 45 oh, seconds. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> we got to write that down. I'm going to repeat that. Uh, <laughs> it's on tape. So, so the tour goes for 111 days. Is that correct? It started with 114 days. We're into our about 24th 20, 20 day. Days, yeah. yeah. And you have five buses. But the, the, it's pretty awesome. I mean, the tour is going to be amazing. I mean, you're already 24 days into it, and it's been amazing. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to start mm -hmm. to build. It's going to start to build. Yeah, it's a beautiful experience, though. Yeah. Getting to meet people and talking you know, to them where they live at. It's, it's been a great experience. And I have to tell you, the most unexpected beautiful thing about it is we have people. Kevin had it happen. I had it happen twice yesterday in gas stations. And wherever we stop, people just stop and say, what are you doing? And the minute you tell them, they say, do you mind if I pray for you right here and right now? Uh, that, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's the most moving thing I've been a part of. But I just like see the exchange. This is what Americans do. We can have an exchange. I love that. They're trying yeah. to take that away from us. I'm glad we did this because now they want to tell us what we can't talk about. We have, it's not even we have a different view. We just difference of views. We're just having a conversation. And, and I appreciate that. And there's passion in that conversation. <clears throat> Look, Max, Max is one. He is a brilliant. He's brilliant. I mean, Max is brilliant. Of course he is. Kevin's brilliant. Trent, we already know you're super brilliant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I started reading stuff last night, about you, and I was like, "Whoa, oh, brilliant!" And and have, and you've done an amazing amount of work for for our country. So I do want to say thank you to you. My pleasure. But but um, we can have this conversation. We can have this conversation, walk away from it, and still respect oh, yeah, each other. Absolutely. That's the thing that yeah. the far left is trying to take away from us. They're trying to take away our ability to speak to each other with with authenticity. I think authenticity is the one thing we've taken out of the things that are necessary. And the government then has this thing where they only want to hold people accountable if it's if it goes against their narrative. I hope I'm not canceled after this show. No, yeah. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. What are you talking about? Joe was censored on his own show. I was. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to put the picture up. Oh, yeah, you couldn't Pro put that picture. Producer <laughs> stood up. He's no, like, don't he's you like, put no, up that picture. No, you will not put that picture that up. That one I had to do. I that one I had to kidding. do. You did again. The to, um, the, the, okay, so three things. One, are we having any more in Colorado? Are there any more events in Colorado? No. No, no more in Colorado. Uh, are you, is, is Michigan on the tour? Michigan's on the tour. We're going to go to the uh, uh, Grand Rapids and then to Grass Lake. All right. And then any, are, we, are, they going to, are you going to Indianapolis? Greenfield. Greenfield. 30 miles east of Indianapolis. All right, so Fran, going, they are going to Indianapolis. We're very close by. And a friend asked, is the tour name is Arise USA Tour. Okay, and I'll put in the, there the uh, website as well. well. Go ahead. No, we just left Georgia, but we're going back at the end, right? Correct. Yeah. Because like the cycle of life, we end where we start. Yeah. And like the cycle of life, 
we have to remind everyone that this podcast is brought to you by Berna Technologies. Berna Technologies is a leader in non-lethal self-defense weaponry. Their life-safe motto is to provide customers and consumers with an affordable device that will save their life without necessarily having to take the life of another for $359, which if you've seen gun prices nowadays, that's relatively cheap. The Berna HD will allow you to protect yourself, your family, in a way that will dissuade someone, even even immobilize them, without having to take that life. The, the Berna HD is not a firearm, but it is an incredibly powerful and effective self-defense device that uses pepper, pepper and gas, and kinetic, which is hard plastic projectiles, to subdue an assailant for up to 20 minutes. We played a video in the first hour of the director of marketing of this country, of company getting <clears throat> shot with the pepper balls, and it, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. With an effective range of 66 feet, the Berna HD is more effective than pepper spray or stun guns that have an effective range of 10 feet or less. It's currently adopted by law enforcement and private security firms across the U.S. to de-escalate stressful situations before having to resort to lethal means. Over 50,000 consumers across the country have chosen Berna HD as their self-defense option, including Sean Hannity, who is a loyal customer, and he brings them on this show all the time. So you're going to want to make sure you go to www.berna.com. That's B-Y-R-N-A. Dot com And if you use promo code CONSERVATIVE10, CONSERVATIVE spelled out 10, you'll receive a $10 discount on your purchase. And that cannot be combined with any other offers or bundles. So again, go to www.burna.com, B-Y-R-N-A.com, and use promo code CONSERVATIVE10 to get 10% off. All right. Yeah. There was, I did the ad read. Was a, that, was a, that was the <laughs> most was a stunning ad read ever, huh? Yeah. Well, was the ad, the ad read just brought so much emotion out of Kevin? Actually, uh, it didn't. It was it was the pepper spray. It was the pepper yeah, spray. The pepper spray. And like, you guys are my family. How many times have I been done the show now? Three, Three four, or four times. Yeah, yeah, I love you guys. Oh, yeah. of course you have. You're doing great work. Show off. We, and we had we had Robert Kennedy on here too. Yeah, that was interesting. Max Max didn't do so hot on that one. No, That's I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Well. I mean, he no, he's, he's fine. Good. He's fine. So, he can have these. Where, where I get off, I don't want anyone to be forced to take anything they Dude, don't want to take. I'm just That's fine. With you. You're, right? No, you're I'm not out proselytizing for vaccines. I, I feel very uncomfortable okay. when the people, I'm like, do whatever you want. I don't care what you do, take it or don't take it. I feel very uncomfortable when they're out proselytizing to convince other people not to. Oh, no, you're not. See, but that's where you're wrong again. We're talking about informed oh, consent. here we go. See, here this is go. where you're wrong. See, we're saying you should have informed consent. That's it. That's what yeah. we're saying. Yeah, just choice. That's just it. choice. That's just it. Choice. I'm not saying that. Well, you just brought up some points I didn't agree with, but we're about informed consent. When you go in and take the jab or they're giving you informed consent, if you have right. all of those comorbidity issues and they're jabbing you with an experimental biologic, what is it going to do? You? Is the doctor saying to you, hey, Kevin, you have diabetes. Hey, Kevin, you have heart disease. Hey, Kevin, you have cancer. Hey, say you have all of these comorbidity issues, but this experimental biologic is supposed to protect you from something that you already protected 99.9% of the time because you recover. Yeah. If you're a certain age group, then you have problems. You have to protect yourself by not taking that, though. Right. That's it. Well, J- but Joe, they, they I, got, I got to tell you the story because uh, that's one silver lining in this storm and the storm being government hiding health facts from us. <laughs> In 2002 and 2003, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and I had this relationship, which was very adversarial. In fact, I wrote a book. The first chapter was all about that relationship. In page 76 of Crimes Against Nature that he wrote that year, he talked about me being the villain (laughs) who shadowed him all around the country. And in the last six months, Bobby and I have come together, and I I would love to share with you our first exchange when we said, 
how can a villain, he said to me, how can a villain like you be on my side? I guess it's a time that we all partner up That's for what's right. best for human beings. That's yeah. right. Well, and we, That's a great story. So we got to have, you know, Trent, we're going to have you on the show too because th- doing just research on you last night was, I'm just amazed at the work that you've been able to do over the last 30 years. It's, my hat's off to you. I'm not wearing a hat, but if I was wearing a hat. Thank you. I, I wear a hat so that I can take it off. So he wears a hat so he can wear his earphones under his chin. Yeah, like like a muzzle. That way I can muzzle myself. Yeah. So so this is this is actually I want to I want to bring this up because this is an awkward silence, but it's not an awkward silence. I want to make sure that I I I last year uh, FEC United threw with UADF United American Defense Force we threw what was called a Patriot muster. And um, we had hundreds of people that showed up, if not thousands. We didn't have any problem at that event. And one of the people that showed up, and then I'm gonna tell you the story, one of the people that showed up made that hat on your head. And he was a Patriot. And he was a, you know, he, and you said it yesterday, he had his quirks, but he loved this country and he loved people. Both those things are absolutely true, and he was fearless. So I'd like, to, I'd like you to tell everyone um, about that hat and who made it. Well, 15 years ago, I was at Brighton, Colorado, at a draft horse and mule sale, and uh, I saw this feller that just didn't blend in with everybody else, and that's who I usually gravitate to, like Kevin Jenkins. <laughs> and so it turned out that his name was Lee Keltner, and... I told him I had this vision of this hat that nobody else had. I just wanted it to be like this, this, and this. And, and he said, yeah, I can see that, and we're going to put Buffalo Nichols on it. And he made this hat, and it was made for me. And um, Lee was due to make me another one this year, by the way. And then on October 27th, 2020, I could not believe when I got news of what had happened to Lee Keltner, a Navy veteran, a patriot like no other, and never – Never would he back down and let anybody who was speaking untrue information or something that was anti-American stand without being confronted. And I think the spirit of Lee Keltner is alive and well in every one of us today that want to make a difference. Thank you, Joe, for creating that opportunity. Yeah. Lee Lee Keltner was uh, killed, murdered by a Nine News security guard who was not licensed to be there and was doing the bidding of this Antifa group. Nine News in Colorado is infiltrated by people like Kyle Clark and and the rest of these Antifa crap bags and uh, you know he was murdered he was murdered and so we we carry on and we honor Lee and uh, you obviously honor Lee by wearing that hat for the last 15 years even though people tell me you don't wear a felt after Memorial Day Trent I said well Lee Keltner made it yeah is that a rule no is that like no white white before Labor Day yeah, right. That's a that's a hat etiquette. Yep. Oh. Powerful oh. stuff. Well, anything we want? Anything you want to wrap up with, Joe? Yeah. So, um, who's uh, who's up to pray right now? Who wants to end this show on a prayer? The most elegant man on this panel is uh, Trent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, Trent, because it's been asked of me. Um, could you fellas end this show with a prayer? So we're getting a lot of information and it's confusing. And so we haven't done this before, but we're going to do it today. So Trent is going to pray for us. So we'll just take this minute. And he's going to pray for you too. 
please assume an attitude of prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for giving us the strength to continue to stand up for your word. Thank you for sending your son to earth to take away our sins and to show us by example what it takes to stand for the truth. We ask that you allow us and give us the strength to continue to stand up for your creation and the earth that we live in and call home and how it has the impact on improving daily lives without us even knowing it and all of the things that we take for granted. Please continue to empower those that want to carry your word forward. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Hey, Rusty, thanks for that. I really, really appreciate you bringing that up. I do. I will say this, and, I, and, I, and this is the end of the show, and this is my final comments, Max, but God is at the wheel. And the second that we believe that he's not at the wheel or we don't honor him, it's not enough to have faith. The Bible tells us that we must also act in that faith. So every day that we get on this show, and I know I missed some days last, last week, we get on the show, we talk about truth. We talk about the fight. And we bring people like Trent and Kevin here so that we can talk about more of that truth. And it may be inconvenient. You may not like what is said. But at the end of the day, however inconvenient, truth cannot be changed. So honor God, pray for our country, and pray for all the men and women who are out there fighting to make sure that we can restore dignity um, and value to our communities. And that, that I had some in my eye. I was not crying. Just so we're <laughs> That's just dust. It's a very dusty, <laughs> dusty room. Dusty room. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's going to be it for the podcast. Kevin, I do want to do a debate with you on the vaccines. I'll no, you don't. I, I, yes, no, you don't. Yeah, I do. I do. No, you don't. I'm going to tease him. I'm going to tease him. This is no, like not now, but like in the future. Yes, sir. To do it like a real debate where each each of us get like two, three, four minutes, okay. and then the other person responds. No talking over. We can even nope. have Mr. Producer Josh, just like they did to Trump, <laughs> cutting off the mics. I no, want to do that. Under those rules, I think that there's more common ground. I think there's more common ground than either of us know. Like I, I, know, I don't like I forced vaccinations at I all. I, I want nothing to do with it. Um, so I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be informative, and maybe we could change each other's mind a little bit. Okay, buddy. So let's I'm going to come, get you know, book. you know, I've been, I, I love this. Yeah. I love your state. So I'll, I'll be back, you know, in a couple of weeks, I'm always back every yeah. three weeks anyway. So there you go. I'll be here. You know, Joe's trying uh, to get me to uh, move. Actually, I've got go. you tied up until September 1st. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> well, while Joe's trying to call, get you to move there. I'm hey. trying to get Joe to move to Texas. Oh, so, oh you were in Texas. <laughs> listen, oh, listen, yeah. while I was on the call, Lauren, but what, the reason why I stepped away from it, Lauren Bobert just called me. And uh, so in your prayers, as you're praying, please play, pray for her because she is a fearless leader and she has stood up and um, I got a chance to meet her husband for the first time over the weekend. And just, just an amazing, they are just an amazing couple. They're amazing people. So. We were in Cortez together three weeks ago yeah. and she walks in a room. She actually, we had a huge PA problem and Lauren walks in the room and she just walks over there and fixes it. And it was like, Love that. that's what this woman yeah. is about. She doesn't Fix care it. what the problems are. She just fixes it, and that should be a role model for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that is a great way to end the show. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Thank you, guys. If, if, you, if you like the podcast, make sure you check out all the links in the description. Sign up for the audio version. Like and follow all the different channels that we're on. Right, and make sure you check out our sponsors. Brand new sponsor starting this week, and then they'll be off, and then they'll come back in, in another week. Burna, make sure you check them out. And, of course, Aramaker Network as well. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And this is Joe Oltman. Kevin and Jenkins. Trent Lewis. 
And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.